passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Travelers Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg. What's going on, Rick? I know 4th of July is coming soon, but we saw some fireworks out there today. It was the scoring was unbelievable today. First off. Love it. Love, love the fireworks reference. Love a way to work it into the lead here. That's right. The golf course played more than two strokes under par. There were only two holes on the golf course that technically played over par. Number five played 0.01 over par and 17 played 0.03 over par. So not, not much on that side of things, but we saw a 60, a 61, a 62, 363s, Greg. It was a day for birdies or better. Uh, 364s, Oof. 765s. I mean, it was it was just absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, we kind of thought at the beginning of the week that this day might be a washout. I mean, it, it was kind of looking like a Monday finish was heading our way for the Travelers Championship, but we didn't really get any of that today. And I'll tell you, I I was up there earlier in the week. It's not far from where I live, about an hour and a half. And today, where I live, it was stifling hot and there's no wind and it wasn't rainy. And that's what they got there in Cromwell, too. So, I mean, ideal scoring conditions when you have that much humidity, the greens are receptive and they were receptive today. Uh, Very, very, very little wind out there. And the players were able to kind of throw darts uh, and they kind of did 
Well, there was one man who moved up 37 spots on the leaderboard. There was one man who had a chip for 59. It ended up being a bogey-free 60. He is in a tie for fourth and six shots off the lead. That man, Josh. Ricky Fowler. That's right. Ricky. Again, two weeks in a row, putting himself in the mix, coming off of obviously a great finish at the U.S. Open where maybe Sunday didn't go his way. But, Greg, that is 30 uh, on his first nine, which was the back nine, and a 30, including an eagle, on his second nine, the front nine on the golf course. Ricky Fowler is feeling it. He really is. Um, I, I mean, you think about where he was heading into the U.S. Open, and he was in great form. But as, as I watched him play uh, and analyze his scores and, and his rounds, the thing that seemed to be holding him back was he wasn't doing this. Right, he, he didn't have. I'm not expecting 62s and 60s, right? But but there weren't 64s. He wasn't shooting 65. You know, he, he was shooting between 68 and 74, right? kind of every round. And now you're starting to see the confidence really come into play. You're starting to see him pile on birdies and and play some really aggressive golf. But the coolest thing is that Ricky's kind of got the putter rolling. Um, I mean, he, you obviously are going to do everything well when, uh, when you shoot 60, but it it's those mid range putts that he made at LACC that he made again today. Uh, it was just a, a number of great putts from that kind of 15 to 20 foot range that went in. Uh, I mean, and of course, he stuffed a couple of wedges in there as well, like uh, 12, which really got him going for his round. After getting up and down at uh, at 10 and 11, he hit it in the fairway bunker at 12, stuffed it in there. Things kind of got rolling from there. So uh, it's it's really fun to watch. It's It's really cool to see. That putter, the actual specific putter, the Odyssey versa jailbird that Ricky and Wyndham Clark used last week i'm seeing it all over the place this week uh odyssey could not have like better guerrilla marketing efforts right now than than these guys just rolling the rocket with a putter that like a putter that came out eight years ago something like that yeah it becomes a story when you have (laughs) multiple players using the same one right and i mean that was a really big story at the u.s open and they just kind of the, it's funny how they get to it because Ricky uses his caddy's putter uh, in in an event and he loves it. And so Ricky has them make the same putter his caddy uses. Wyndham tries Ricky's, makes everything, has him make the same one uh, with the same specs as Ricky's. So it, it's like the way that you know you would expect an amateur to buy a putter. You go into a putter or you go into a shop. You try a couple putts, you make a couple, you get it. And it, it's just, it, it's really funny the way that works. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely working for Ricky right now. And now uh, Keegan using it as well. And he's uh, up near, up there near the top of the board. It's, it's all it is, is the 7S with like one more bar on the back of it, which is this, that's the putter that I've used. So now I'm going to have to go out and find a freaking 10 year old Versa jailbird. A little longer, a little longer, the counterbalance. I got to get like the third. I got to get like the 37. It's going to be a whole ordeal. It's going to cost me a lot of money. Anyway, a couple of big movers, though. They are probably too far back. You can kind of take your pick here. Justin Thomas coming off of what he described as 
the lowest week of his career shoots a 62 on Saturday. He is 14 under. He is seven shots off the pace. Or you could go towards Patrick Cantlay, who has dominated around TPC River Highlands. Coming off a of Saturday, 61, nine under. He's five back, Greg. Where do you want to go? Uh, well, I'll just say this. I'm going to hit both, but it's going to be quick. Okay. okay. Patrick Cantlay, today's round was flawless. It was abs- It was just perfect. It's the one word for it. Uh, there were no mistakes. He didn't leave anything out there that he you know, really should have made. Some of these other guys, they they had a couple of putts that they missed, or uh, you know, from inside of that six foot range. Patrick Cantlay didn't have any of that. Um, made everything he should. Hit it relatively close. Uh, it was just flawless. Um, JT, on the other hand, was you, you would expect this is a great golf course for him because he's such a great wedge player, uh, or has been at least. Although he's struggling this year, you would think this is a perfect venue for him. Cause he's going to have so many of those short iron opportunities and he should be able to fill it up. But his game was in such disarray. These are big question marks and he filled it up today. This looked like JT of old, um, the JT used to see him. I mean, he, he's made 18 birdies in the last two rounds, nine birdies in back-to-back rounds uh, shooting 64 and 62. It was just phenomenal stuff. I mean, the 16 greens that he hit, uh, on one of them, he chipped in. The other one ended up on the fringe 13 feet away from the hole. You know, the one bogey that he made is a three putt. Yeah, but JT missed five putts inside of 10 feet. He missed three inside of six feet. So this was a phenomenal vintage Justin Thomas iron play day. Uh, he was just all over the flag. All over the flag. Indeed, as I mentioned, those guys probably... A bit too far back. Same as Scotty Scheffler. He'll be kind of the last uh, notable before we get to the, the top of the board here. So Scotty Scheffler goes 63 on Thursday, 70 on Friday, 63 on Saturday. He finished in a flurry. Eagle on 13. Birdies on 14, 15, and 18 to complete his rounds. Uh, it will likely be another one of these uh, top 12 finishes, a streak that extends back to last year. Greg, he's T7 going into the final round, but he is seven off the pace. He could shoot a 59 tomorrow and probably still won't get it done. He is the most recent uh, 59 shooter on the PGA Tour as well. Um, Not far from here. But this is just, I mean, you kind of run out of things to say about Scotty Scheffler. I, I just... To hammer the point home, I'm amazed. I mean, on Thursday's round, he only hits four fairways, but he hits 16 greens, which out here is really challenging. Guys are, I mean, a lot of the guys near the top of the leaderboard are hitting a lot of fairways. Um, Today, after yesterday's round, he struggles a little bit tee to green. Uh, Doesn't have his best day. Only hits 11 greens of regulation. Lost strokes approaching the green. Uh, And now you see him for the week. He's fourth in strokes gained approach the green. Uh, like here we go again with Scotty Scheffler. Uh, he's third in strokes gained tee to green. Uh, uh, here we go again, and and that's kind of what happened again today. After a little bit of a shaky start, he got it going, hit a couple really close, um, three putts, eleven from twenty feet. Uh, but this is this is just a continuation of this amazing Scotty Scheffler story. It certainly is. Uh, I want to get to 
the two guys at the top of the leaderboard and one guy who almost shot a 59 this week. We're going to continue that conversation, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. So Ricky Fowler has gone 70, 65, 60 this week. Danny McCarthy has gone 60, 65, 70. That is 195 for both of them, yet they feel entirely different, Greg. Uh, Danny McCarthy loses to the field with an even par round of 70 on Saturday. I think the problem is pretty clear. He lost a stroke with the putter. Now, when you're Denny McCarthy and you lose a stroke with the putter, uh, you are paddling upstream pretty significantly. You, you're, you're kind of already at, and even for how good he has been in other areas recently, to, 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 to lose there makes it very difficult to have a good day. Yes, um, for a variety of reasons. I mean, he's been hitting the ball pretty well this week, uh, but but not up to the standards of... Uh, a Scotty Scheffler or Patrick Cantlay or uh, a, a Justin Thomas. Um, so it, it, he really leans on that. And in those opening rounds, he gained 3.3 on uh, during his 60 with only 23 putts, uh, gained 1.6 in Friday's round um, and loses a shot today. It's just like nothing fell. And as I watched that round, I didn't really think he hit poor putts. Um, they, he had a couple of putts with a lot of break in them, but they didn't go in. Nothing went in, and he's not used to that. Um, I mean, only 62 feet of putts made today, and that's very unlike Denny McCarthy. So a little bit, you know, drives it into the rough a couple times. He got a, uh, hit a couple of shots to the left that put him in a little trouble. Um, but all in all, it does come down to the putter with him. Well, the two at the top of the board who have separated themselves are Ches Reeve and Keegan Bradley. So zoom out real quick here. We've got Keegan at 21 under, Ches Reeve at 20, and then Patrick Cantlay at 16. That's the top three. A couple guys at 15 under par like Ricky Fowler, Denny McCarthy, and Adam Scott. But it is very much of a, of a separated leaderboard here. Let's start with Ches. Fires another 63, now two in a row. The only blemish on that card. Greg was 16 where he makes a bogey. That's the par three, but he gets it back at 18. This is obviously a very good course for Chez. He won this event a couple of years ago. And when you get him at a place where he is not getting lapped by the field off the tee and he can contend, uh, fire away because he's been playing great golf as well. Yes. Um, you know, leading in, well, oh, before I get to that, when he won this event, do you know who was in the final pair with him? <sighs> Was it Keegan? 
Yes. Yeah. It was Keegan in 2019. So Keegan came and tied second. Um, Chez went in with a six-shot lead, but Keegan was in the final pair. So we're going to get a repeat of that, which is kind of fun. Um, but you look at what Chez did today, and it's Chez golf. It's very steady, uh, hitting hitting fairways, hitting greens. But what leads to that 63 is he made some great putts. I mean, made a 24-footer at number one, a 22-footer at number eight, um, and, and then a couple of nice kind of mid-range putts as well. Um, 15, 16, and 17 kind of was a little bit of a tough stretch for him where it looked like Keegan was going to really separate himself. He three putts. He drove it on the green at 15. Uh, one of only four players to do that today and then three putted and that was not an easy two putt. So I don't really discredit him on that one, but he'd like to make a birdie there. And then at 16 uh, hits it over the green and was just dead. He was in the rough back there with an, a, such a severe downslope and obviously water on the other side. He, he didn't really have much uh, and then hit it left again at 17 too. So it, which it was long left at 16 and then he hits his tee shot left at 17 and kind of gets a nice break and is able to make par. But Chez looks really strong, especially with the putter. Um, I, I will get to Keegan. I know, but um, Chez is doing a lot of his work on the greens right now. Uh, he's gained over nine shots so far this week uh, just on the greens. And I wonder if that's a hard thing to, you know, continue. Not only is he first in the field in putting, but he's first by two full strokes putting to Minwoo and, and Keegan. So it's it's a lot, and he's a very good putter. He's gained strokes putting and multiple strokes putting in one, two, three, four, five, six of his last eight. So, I mean, he's a very good putter, but that's a lot. It's a lot yeah. to continue to roll in. Keegan Bradley is our leader. Keegan Bradley fired a six under 64. So he's gone 62, 63, 64. 65 probably gets it done. Bogey free around TPC River Highlands on Saturday. And this is just the full on engaged Keegan like we always get. But oh, by the way, let me put my brains out. Yeah, and he, he is putting really well. Um, I mean, he he had even some more opportunities in the 64. I mean, he missed like yeah. three putts in that 12 foot range. One, The missed one the, late, the late one, 17. Yeah, or yeah on 17. Yeah. That yeah. one was from seven feet. Yeah. Right. So that's not. So there are. I'm not expecting you to make all three of those twelve footers, but by, uh, by any stretch. But there are opportunities, uh, and you don't get any of them there. Um, so it, the point is, it could have been a lot lower, and I think that highlights how well he hit the ball today. I mean, he stuffed it at two and four and sixteen and, and seventeen. It was a really, really nice round of golf for Keegan Bradley today. And you're right, Rick. He is fully in the zone. And the the other cool thing about his putting, even though he's third for the week, um, he's also second tee to green, which yeah, is a great combo. And on the greens this year, this is his best putting season since the anchor ban. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems like he's really figured something out in that department and it's working right now. And I, I feel like, there's a lot of staying power the way that he's playing right now. I mean, he's also leading the field and strokes gain approach for the week. Um, it's, it's really good stuff all the way around for Keegan. Yeah. I think he, I think he probably gets it done. I mean, it's likely that it's either him or, or Chaz barring something going completely awry or Patrick Cantlay shooting a 60 or something like that. But I think the Keegan 
winning resume is not celebrated enough. I mean, there's not a lot of guys in general who have five PGA tour wins. There's not, there's also not a lot of guys that of those five wins, one of them is a major one is a WGC one is a playoff event. And one is the Zozo championship, which is like a de facto WGC, right? 78 players stacked field. Like those are four uh, very, very good wins. And I feel like that does not get the credit it deserves because Keegan's kind of a weird guy and he's on team no putt and yada, yada, yada. Well, it's also happened over a long period of time. True. You know, and I, I think that um, that definitely plays a role because it's like you, you kind of disappear for a little bit and you disappear at a time when you have three wins and, you know, your first ever major is a win. He was one and oh in majors. <laughs> That's crazy. Sick. Right. And, th- and then, you know, is it validated? And I think in Keegan's career, it definitely has been validated, but it loses its luster over, t- over time when there's some years of struggle. And I really feel for him too, because what, I mean, that struggle is so plainly pointed at um, a rule change, which is, I don't know if anybody was hurt more than, than Keegan Bradley. It's like, if that rule change happens like 10 years later, who knows, who knows what he's done. Right. Right. I mean, if it happens 10 years earlier, he probably figures out a way. Yeah. Or I mean, doesn't even play the PGA tour. I don't know. He never makes it right. (laughs) Yeah, He's probably good enough to make it, Uh, but you never know how that affects things. So it's really challenging. uh, And I do think that it's a little unfair, but now that he's figured out this putting the guys, he's a gamer and I know he takes some heat for the, you know, jittery start but i i I think it's so intense i I love love the intensity i love it too i mean it's definitely like it's definitely different but i love it and yes and he flips the club around and he steps in he steps out he steps in he steps out it's it it. it makes it feel it feels big to me when i when i watch him every shot thursday morning for for 10th tee at 6 45 a.m keegan is playing a major championship yeah (laughs) and when, when it when he's in contention and that's what you're watching makes it feel really, really important. Um, and it, it it doesn't feel long to me. You know, like Patrick Cantlay gets roasted for his pace of play. Mm-hmm. And the when you watch him, it, it looks like it's taking a long time. It doesn't look intense. And when there's that intensity, it adds drama for me. So I, I'm, a, I'm a fan, uh, always have been. And I think he's ready to hold the trophy in New England. Well, of his five wins, and it'll be a very pro Keegan crowd on Sunday. Of his five wins, three have come in a playoff. The other two are by a single shot. So he's used to the uh, the tight knit aspect of leaderboard on a Sunday. Do we have the odds, Josh? I'm sure we do. Thank you kindly, Keegan against the field minus one twenty for Keegan Bradley. Shea Reve, Ches Reeve plus two fifty. Patrick Cantlay at eight and a half to one. And nobody else shorter than 28 to one. Scotty Scheffler there. Ricky's at 30. Minwoo Lee at 90. If you want to get your uh, touchies in on Minwoo there. But boy, it is, uh, dare I say, a two horse race. It, it really seems that way. Um, tomorrow it can flip quickly. It, it really can. Um, but you just start to think about scores. Okay, so if 
Keegan shoots 70 tomorrow and he sits, which I think would be a pretty disappointing round. Um, you're talking about a 65 out of Cantlay to tie him, uh, 64s out of Fowler, Scott, or, or Danny just to tie. And, and you think about if he shoots two or three under, he gets to 24 or 25. That eliminates a lot of guys. Yes. The, you know? if either if either Chez or Keegan shoot three under, they've boxed out a lot of guys. Yes. Because, I mean, take 60, for example. Well, Fowler, I mean, if, if Scotty Scheffler shoots 60 tomorrow, he's at 24 under. And I think it's very possible that one of these guys in, in the last group extends past that. I mean, we've had scoring records all over the place, right? I mean, Keegan's 54 hole lead is a scoring record here by three. Yes. You know, so it just feels like birdies are out there. And with Chez being close to Keegan, um, that last group, I think, will push each other uh, instead of, you know, wilting away. If some, when one guy has a six shot lead, it's very easy for them to get defensive, mm-hmm. but because Chez is in, Chez can make a birdie on the first hole and it's a tie ball game. Uh, if Keegan makes par, and now so now all of a sudden you have this competitive edge. I even can't like coming off a sixty-one. I mean, what's he gonna do? Another shoot another sixty-one? He's gonna have he, to. Yeah, he shoots nine under again. That puts him at twenty-five. See, I mean, even then, that's that could be beat. Um, but that would be, yeah, he needs another 61 has that, that's never happened. 61, 61, 61 to win. No way. I would say no. I would say I know Smiley Kaufman shot 61 in the final round to win. Um, but I don't think he did it on Saturday. He didn't do it on Saturday. I'll tell you that much. Uh, here's a fun little nugget in terms of strokes gained. So while, Ricky Fowler's 60 was his lowest round, Greg. Lowest round in his PGA Tour career. Wasn't even his best in the last week, right? Because he gained that 62 on Thursday at LACC. He gained like nine and a half strokes to the field. This was like 7.8 because the score were so low. They just torched it. Everybody did. Yeah, they torched it. So I don't know. I mean, do they come out? Could they come out defensive? Are, are these guys going to linger around par? I, they're playing so they're playing so well. I think these guys. I I just think the I, I just, the course is just ready to be to be shredded. I I just think that even even a little defensive, you go out there, you roll a couple putts. I, I no, I think it'll be. I think it'll be fine. I think one of those two. Will, I think I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win too. The I'm quote, excited to see it though. Ches can hang. He, I, I think he's cool. And this is like the best spot for him. And he knows, yeah, no, it'll be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, the quote of the day was Minwoo saying when he was doing the walk and talk, he said, yeah, I've been lifting, which is cool. Or something. <laughs> yes. Which, yes. Which is nice. And I was like, I love you. You're just the man. He is cool. <laughs> I've been lifting, which is nice. <laughs> They're all lifting up. They're all lifting. Yeah, they better be. You should have seen. Like I said, I was out there Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, they got not one, but two fitness trailers. And there's a constant flow of people. It was right by the media center. And it's a constant flow of guys going in, 
going in. They're all they're all going in there. They're athletes. All of a sudden, they're athletes. Yeah. We funk it. All right, we'll be back uh, Sunday night after the final putt drops, hopefully in regulation of the Travelers Championship, and we will discuss everything that has happened. For now, big thanks to producer Josh all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme, available on Twitter at the Real GFD. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.